Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, joining me tonight. Beakless Mountaineer. The big news, of course, and this just happened today. Um, I only bumped into it because I got on some social media. Second Amendment doesn't apply in Albuquerque. (laughs) Apparently, the Constitution doesn't apply in New Mexico as long as the governor thinks there's an emergency. Well, not all of New Mexico, just Albuquerque. Well, you can it, have your rights in, the, actually, in the human rights zone uh, over I there. Mean, this is the governor, so mm. like, if if everybody just goes along with this, <laughs> which they shouldn't. Mm-mm. In fact, I would love to see a, uh, a a mass uprising of the citizens of the greater Albuquerque area and the uh, Bernalillo County area. Uh, you know, just sort of uh, rise up and say, no, we will not comply. Uh, you know, go go do something to yourselves and, uh, you know, maybe show up, uh, you know, I don't know. Go carrying. FCC yourself. Yeah. Maybe show up carrying to wherever the heck this uh, governor likes to spend time. Uh, you know, call the news, make it make it known that this is unacceptable at every level. It's up to you. Like. The government's not going to step in, right? Uh, the police aren't going to come and arrest this governor, right? The the local police, the state police, the, the FBI is not going to investigate the governor and arrest her, the CIA, right. the any of these alphabet agencies. They're not going to do the internal affairs. Nothing, nothing is going to happen to this person unless Guaranteed. the people make it happen. Yeah. It's the only way. Well, and honestly, this is... The effect of having never normalized open carry because I, I and I get it like you want to be polite and that kind of upsets certain people. So in an effort to not upset certain people, you don't walk around strapped. But this is the effect of that is that slowly but surely the government becomes less and less polite to you as you are polite to everyone else. Yeah, it's also the result of. Again, the people, I'm looking at the average person, ordinary folk, who allowed things like the declaration of an emergency, Mm. right, to be written into law as giving these governors more power when they do so. Because we know that once you give the organization known as government the breadth Mm -hmm. of, oh, if I declare an emergency, I get more power, then they're going to invent emergency after emergency after emergency. Honestly, this is something that I have never comprehended why people fall for this. Like, the powers that they have during an emergency well, because are the it's powers too complex for the regular person to understand, Mr. Mountaineer. We don't, it's so complex, the the running of governments and being a man of state is so complex, the regular person could never comprehend it. That's how most people actually feel. Look, the powers that they have during an emergency are the powers that they have. Period. Full stop. That is how it always works. That's how it always will work. That's how it always has worked. Mm -hmm. So, oh, wow. Shocker. They, They will declare an emergency when it is not really called for. Because it gives them more power. Shocking. And 
honestly, if you if you act like prisoners, you will be treated like prisoners. And 2020 proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are willing to act as if we are in a prison. Oh, very much so. So is it really any big shock that they are now starting to say, well, now that we've acknowledged that this is a prison, why are we allowing people to be armed in here? Why are we allowing people to pick which substances they do and do not want to put in their body? These are our cattle. And dear United States of America, if you live inside of the commonly recognized border of that name, it is up to you. You are the only one who can change this. The government isn't going to change them. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? We shouldn't have done that. We're sorry. We'll take it back. Right. Because that has never happened. Name a time that that has happened. I can't name one. Can you? No. When the the government's like, oops. Oops. We'll take that back. Sorry, guys. Throughout history, governments of all stripes have only temporarily stepped back in terms of uh, over-encroaching on people's rights and freedoms if, and only if, they perceive that that will allow them to do so more later. New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has issued an emergency public health order. Mm, That's what it is. It's just not healthy. Temporarily suspending the right to carry firearms in public across Albuquerque and surrounding Bernalillo County. Which, just the headline in and of itself, should make everybody who, uh, again, resides in the area commonly referred to as the United States of America, quake in your shoes. This is a thing that should never happen. Santa Fe, New Mexico, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on Friday issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public across Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days in response to a spate of gun violence. (laughs) A spate of gun violence. I don't really know what a spate is. What's a spate? Uh, I I don't know. You're supposed to call a spate a spate? (laughs) Is that a precise measurement? It's a different word, and not spate. Uh, The Democratic governor said she expects legal challenges, but was compelled to act because of recent shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this week. Michelle Luan Grisham said state police would be responsible for enforcing what amounts to civil violations. Like, how how can you make state police responsible for enforcing a civil violation? Yeah, that, that, that was gobbledygook to me. Albuquerque Police Chief Harold Medina said he won't enforce it. And Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen said he's uneasy about it because it raises too many questions about constitutional rights. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... Raises questions is one way of saying utterly violates. Yeah, but sure. How about uh, how about Albuquerque Police Chief Harold Medina? How about you walk into the governor's office and uh, slap some cuffs on her, chuck her in a cage? Yeah, like you'd do anybody else who tried to force their opinions upon everybody else. 
How about you uphold those oaths that you took? Well, uh, she's allowed to do that. Actually, no. That's the one thing she's not allowed to do. The firearm suspension, classified as an emergency public health order, which, I mean, okay, let's see, as a state and as a, a, you know, a, a governor and as an agency of supposedly law, mm-hmm. uh, criminal activity and the reduction of it in theory or at least so you claim, is part of your wheelhouse. And so what you're saying is that your administration thus far has failed completely at mm, reducing gun violence. And so your reaction to this failure is to disarm uh, a subset of people that are found to be the most law-abiding people on planet Earth, like if you look at the number of like concealed weapons permits holders and you look at like point zero 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 one percent of them are ever involved in any sort of, you know, illegal or, you know, violent confrontation kind of a thing. It's always in defense. Right. Right. It's it's never on the offense. Right. Uh, occasionally, like something like, you know, a child gets a hold of his dad's gun or something like that, takes it to school. That'll occur, uh, you know, from time to time. But, and I mean, you can look into the numbers. They're overwhelming. The amount of cr- of crime that is stopped by guns just absolutely and utterly dwarfs the amount of crime that is done by guns. Yeah. And by the way, uh, a spate is a sudden, almost overwhelming outpouring. I don't remember there being a sudden, almost overwhelming outpouring of gun violence. It seems to me like this is pretty much just the standard amount of gun violence Ever. A lot of folks uh, will want to differentiate themselves when using the libertarian title. Mm. Capital L libertarian uh, generally refers to somebody who is uh, in and part and uh, desiring of the libertarian party, the political party called the libertarian party. There are people uh, that uh, don't identify as such that refer to themselves, we'll say philosophically, as a lowercase l libertarian. Uh, that is to say that they believe in peace, freedom, you know, voluntary cooperation, don't violate consent, you know, all these kinds of things. There are folks who call themselves anarchists. Ooh, big scary word, anarchists. No, it doesn't mean chaos. No, it doesn't mean, you know, kids with mohawks and bicycles and skateboards and Molotov cocktails. Anarchy just means no rulers. It doesn't mean no rules. Everybody knee jerks like, well, if, the, if the, we had no rules, it would be chaos. No, it would that's, be. that's not what anarchy means. Anarchy, mean, anarchy does not mean no rulers. It means no rules. I'm sorry, the, I have that backwards. It does not mean no rules. It means no rulers. That is to say, an, meaning no, and archon, meaning ruler. It's pretty simple to break the etymology of that one down. And not the 12-inch one. Right. The oppressive, tyrannical one. Right. So, uh, and and that is to say, like, a lot of uh, sort of the left anarchists will be anti-authority. Well, there's two kinds of authority, right? And it's important to differentiate the two. The authority that most people recognize is that of the government, of the state, whatever 
whatever government you find yourself living under because the entire world has been claimed by governments at this point. Mm -hmm. There's no place to go where you can live without a government. They they claim to own the earth, even though they didn't buy it from anybody. Uh, But that is the most common uh, authority that most people associate with the word authority. We've got to call the authorities. Right? You've uh, got to listen to authoritative sources because if the government said it, it is absolutely part of reality. It could not possibly be any kind of mistruth or lie. Right. So the better kind of authority is that of an expert in a field. If I... Uh, well, I don't know. I want to buy a, or build a house. I bought some property. There's no house on it. I'd like to live there. I'd, I'd like to build a house there. I have no idea how to build a house. <laughs> right? I can look into stuff. I can figure out. Oh, oh, here's a company that that you know will 3D print a house on site. Or hey, here's a, a reputable builder uh, that I can talk with and consult with and hire them and a crew of people to come out and you know do the whole thing, foundation, build the walls, you know, put the frames up. Install plumbing, you know, electricity, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that would be an authority on building houses, right? That you voluntarily choose. Ah, there's the key. Voluntarily choose. And because you voluntarily choose that authority, it's a legitimate authority. Right. As opposed to the one that is chosen for you when you never consented to it. That is an illegitimate authority yeah either we choose to listen to people on the basis of them having proven their abilities and their knowledge or on the basis of them having proven that they can hurt you the only thing that i can tell that politicians have proven is that they can lie better than everybody else well they've definitely proven that they can hurt you that they have unscreened caller you're on free talk live what's your name please uh, Stefan. Hey, Stefan. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Ohio. Ohio. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I would like to comment on this uh, situation in New Mexico. Please do. And kind of give a, yeah, kind of a non-libertarian stance on it. Because uh, when it comes to firearms ownership and gun rights, I'm definitely a moderate. Um, I do own quite a few firearms myself, but I'm not necessarily opposed to restrictions. However, there is one very concerning um, issue in New Mexico particularly. Mm-hmm that's bothering me, which is they have a permit system for concealed carry. They do. Like the state already has to have a process you have to go through to be considered approved in order to carry a firearm. Yes, you must pay them a fee. You must uh, get a document from them stating that you have jumped through all of the appropriate circus hoops and you have paid them their fee. I don't know why they require a fee to do this because you know, their tax money is already paying for their bureaucracy, but whatever. Uh, and then, supposedly, you are allowed to concealed carry because you have met the stringent requirements. Yeah, I have a yeah, problem with that, too. I'm personally in favor of that. I understand you guys are not. But the issue I have in, with this order in New Mexico, however, is I feel like it uh, kind of in- increases the dissatisfaction when it comes to faith and government. Because imagine you live in Albuquerque and in that metropolitan area, and you did go through the process of getting your permit, and all of a sudden you have some Yahoo who, honestly, I think is doing this for clout. There's no way this is going to make it through court. She has no authority to do it. So this really, in my opinion, is a PR stunt. But, you know, it creates a bit of bad faith. If you already went through the process 
of carrying a firearm, you know, which any responsible citizen would do, to be told that you can no longer practice the right that you rightfully earned by going through the process. And that's where my issue comes in. I, I feel you. Uh, and, um, you know, I live in the state of New Hampshire, which does not require you to, uh, you know, pay them a fee for your uh, concealed weapons permit carrying card and all that kind of a thing. Uh, you're just allowed to, you know, as as a you know matter of residency uh, living here, you're allowed to concealed carry or open carry, your choice. Uh, however, New Hampshire, unique as it is, does have reciprocity with other states. So if I'm going to travel, for example, and, uh, you know, there's a state that's like, well, you can concealed carry if you have a permit. I can go down to whatever the town clerk or whatever bureaucrat's office I, I got to go down to, and I can get a thing that says, yes, this guy, me, is, you know, he has permission to concealed carry, and as long as your state has reciprocity, here's the document that allows that to occur. So what I like about New Hampshire is that they at least recognize that once I have this right, that they need to work with other geographic locations to make sure I continue to have that right. Uh, Unlike some states which have instituted that and then stopped issuing permits altogether, <laughs> which is annoying for individuals that yeah. enjoyed reciprocity previously. I believe Vermont does not actually have a permit, and Vermonters were kind of irritated they couldn't jump into New Hampshire without um, getting a New Hampshire permit as an out-of-state resident. Right, but Maine, on the other side of New Hampshire, is it's almost the same thing. In fact, I think somebody was telling me that Maine might have more gun right freedom than New Hampshire does. I don't know how that's possible, but hey, whatever, man. Far out, solid, and right on. That means New Hampshire and Maine people can travel across borders and not have to really worry about it, which should be just the way that it is. If you're a, an ordinary, responsible citizen... Uh, you should be able to arm yourselves, and government should have nothing to say about it, period. So, I, have a, well, I have a point of contention with that, personally. Okay. And it's not, and it's not necessarily, I'll make this very brief. Everybody usually tells me, because I used to be very hardcore libertarian, unrestricted gun rights across the board. Yeah. However, my fear is not criminals carrying guns, right. right? Because they were already going to do so. My problem is any Yahoo who wants to play Captain Commando believing they're seeing a crime or believing they're seeing an instance where they should draw a firearm that doesn't have any training whatsoever, using their judgment to execute somebody who in the end was doing nothing wrong, i.e. the Ahmed Arbery case in Georgia. Okay. And I, I'd like to hear you guys kind of the, your perspective on that, because that's all I have to well, add. Well, uh, my perspective is very simple. Uh, that is my property. It's really just that simple. Now, the fact that you've decided that kind of property is something that you will, you know, shoot me or kidnap me or fine me, uh, depending on exactly how compliant I am with your will over mine, is completely irrelevant. It's just a kind of property, and I have the right to my property. If we know government speak, uh, the way to make it ring more true is if whenever a politician specifically uses the word uh, public, right, you must replace that word with the word government in order to understand it. So when she says it's a public health issue, what she really means is it's a government health issue. Oh, now I understand. Yeah. Because people being able to defend themselves 
is like a health issue for the government. If people have the ability to do things for themselves, they might realize that they don't need the government to do it for them. Right. It, and then they might get rid of government, and that's not good for the health of government. Right. It's not healthy for the government to be, well, useless in the minds of those it subjugates. And so, yes, Grisham has issued a public health order, or a government health order, if you you know want to be real about it. Quote, I welcome the debate and fight about how to make New Mexicans safer, she said at a news conference, flanked by law enforcement officials. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I welcome debate. Dear, <laughs> dear Tyrant Grisham, uh, if you would like to outlaw something that resembles firearms, I suggest that you... And the rest of government do it first. Put your guns down mm. and show us how the hell it's done first. Prove to us that not only can you do it, but you can do your jobs peacefully and voluntarily. Show us how it's done. Be the better people. Oh, but you can't. You can't do any of this without your guns. So it is, in fact, an oxymoron for you to insist that the regular people can't have guns, but law enforcement can. Well, don't you understand? There's this magic thing that happens with training. When you're a trained law enforcement officer, every decision you make is the right one. But if you're an untrained civilian, every decision you make is the wrong one. Yeah. Never mind if you're, you know, former military or, you know, you grew up in a household full of guns and gun owners and you have been trained properly and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, these are things that, that folks don't think about. They always think about the, but what about the one lunatic that's going to, okay, you know what? There is, like, I'm not saying that voluntarism is going to solve all of the world's problems. All I'm saying is that it is entirely preferable to having a huge institution based on coercion and enforced by violence ruling over everybody, forcing everybody to its preference. Yeah. It is preferable to interact voluntarily on an individual basis. Will there be a crazy lunatic? Yes, there will. But we won't give them an institution full of death and destruction to helm. Grisham, in this case is the psychopath, is the lunatic, is the crazy one. Now, if she didn't have an institution of violence to point at everybody else, she wouldn't be doing this. You would be able to handle her on an individual person-to-person -person basis. But because you choose to allow these things to happen... They're going to continue to happen, and we're going to see monkey see, monkey do. This will not be the last governor to issue a public health order stating that you can't carry your guns. It's going to happen elsewhere. Yeah, I think this is a big part of laying the groundwork for what is the, the future tyrannies that they have planned for this. I mean, if this is what you can do with a public health order, I mean, okay, how far are we exactly from having our COVID passports? You know, right. having every aspect of our lives permanently regulated by the state. Like, oh, nope, it's a health emergency. We have to know everywhere you're going all the time. Yeah. It's a public health emergency.
Bad Slave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Wow, thanks for taking my call. Hey, what's on your mind? I uh, wanted to say that with uh, approximately 430 so or 440 solo uh, guns uh, spread about the, uh, the United States. 440 now, seems a little low. <laughs> a, a million. Oh, oh okay. 440 okay. million. Oh, okay. All I was right. going to say. It's a much yeah, higher yeah. number. I was going to say, have I seen uh, literally every gun? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. I, I dropped off the million there. No, that's all right. So with Humble 440 million guns. 330 people in this country. <laughs> and the fact is, is that the... Uh, the police, the LEOs out there, uh, which I which more people would use for the acronym. It's oh, I hate that acronym. It's uh, it's uh, bad for Leos. You know, that's a whole astrological sign. That's like a twelfth of the people. <laughs> that's not well, fair to LEOs them. You can't associate them with law enforcement officers. Uh, well, also I, acronyms I, I, are bad. Just across the board, just a bad idea. Well, I like to diminish people who are harmful. Yeah, and that's and, and that's why I do LEO. Oh, that's why we do goon. Yeah, they really are goons. They're 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 the thugs. They're the mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. the enforcement arm of you know the the mafia known as the government. However, you want to call them. The fact is, is that they kill a thousand people a year, just about. And uh, I, I think that's mostly uh, innocent people. Because, you know, police are not supposed to kill people. Police are supposed to, uh, you know, capture criminals and put them through charges and uh prosecute them anyway uh but what happens is uh you know the comparison between the millions of guns and people out in the world and the 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 amount actually of 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 bad killings in other words not justified self-defense killings mm. are are in fact a, a, a smidgen of of the huge population of gun owners just right. a tiny tiny Agreed. bit right and 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 that those statistics you know the couple of callers back who were saying well I, you know if if, if everybody in the these more populated areas had guns, and we'd, uh, you know, I don't know, if, you know, we'd be, you know, what he doesn't even want to look at is that 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 they're creating a killing zone mm-hmm. with their, uh, you know, banning of, <laughs> yeah, this, you know, uh, this is weapons. why all mass shootings are done in gun-free zones, right? I mean, exactly. how do you look at that and not figure it out? That, that's why it, they it, picked this, that's why they go there, and that's what happens when you create a gun-free zone. Exactly. And, and, and these people, 
You know, I, I keep telling people about John Lott Jr. Uh, the, uh, he, he's, he's just one of these geeky guys that looks at all these numbers and can, you know, has uh, uh, More Guns, Less Crime uh, is his book. And he keeps coming out with uh, new revisions and updates the, the the you know current state of stats and what have you. Yeah. And 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 I you know I really trust him as a as as like the expert on you know the the use of firearms. I mean, people have no clue of how firearms get used. The vast majority of firearms get used without harming anyone, mm-hmm. yep. just by there being known that there's one available. Dear people in New Mexico, it is up to you to not comply. You have the ability to mass disobey this. There are even some folks in law enforcement who agree with you. And won't enforce this. Now, some will, but it is up to you because there's more of you than there are of them. So it is up to you to disobey. It's the only way this goes away. If you don't, then uh, we are going to see monkey see, monkey do. We're going to see other governors. We're going to see this particular governor expand this to other cities. Oh, yeah. Right? Even though it's supposedly temporary for only 30 days. 30 days. Oh, it's just oh, it's just just a little while in this one city. Yeah, uh, remember well, remember the TSA. If you put up with it, then we'll expand it. Yeah, you remember the TSA was supposed to be a temporary measure, right? Right. Yeah. So was income tax. Right. Yeah. Inc- oh, it's it's oh, it's just it's a one percent tax that only applies to one percent of the population, but it's an emergency because it's a world war, you know. Always emergency powers. No, it'll go away as soon as we're done. How'd it's, that work out for us? What's the, what's the phrase? There's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. That's a fact. And yeah, she's going to expand this if you comply. Right. Every This will be done elsewhere. Yes. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. But if there is mass non-compliance, there will be some pushback. They'll go, okay, okay, they're, they're not ready for that level of tyranny. Yeah. We'll, we'll calm down for a second and try it next week. So what happened, uh, if you've missed out on the last, I don't know, four years of history or so, three years, uh, what happened is, in the United States, during the propagandemic, uh, governors and mayors and other officials of the political nature uh, began issuing decrees, mask mandates. And it started with just one. There was just one. One governor. And they were like, you know what? to my state, and uh, I'm issuing a public health emergency, and therefore uh, I'm mandating that you all wear masks. And then what happened? Another governor saw this and went, hey, I want to get reelected too. This seems to be creating a kerfuffle and getting their name in the news. I need my name in the news too, so I will monkey see, monkey do. Let me grab a copy of that and insert my state name here. And now I also am jumping on this bandwagon of monkey see, monkey do. And so you see that happen in that particular instance. What makes you think it's not going to happen in this one? It will.
And to be fair, once you've given them these dictatorial powers in an emergency situation, it's actually a consistent thing for them to say, oh, new emergency, new right. powers. They'll just create an emergency out of nowhere. Oh, what do I want to do? Okay, uh, it's the uh, health emergency. Right. No more guns. Right, until the people, the citizens, the populace, you don't even have to be a citizen. You just live in the United States. Ordinary old human beings. Un- until regular ass humans start going, no, rights aren't suspended because you declare an emergency. Until that happens, the tyranny and the beatings will continue. Dana calling from Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I'd like to comment on this and Ian. Sure, go ahead. Um, so, first of all, on this. Um, I'm in Michigan, and as you guys know, and our governor put us on lockdown. This is what I don't get. I this is it's not that I don't get anything generally. I get it from an academic standpoint, from a common sense, common courtesy, common everything. Sure. This stuff is so hand in your face. But what I don't get is the people that aren't getting this. We just went through hell. They have proved that. Cochrane report that just came out, um, that scientific report about masking and I believe it was vaccines and everything, and all the reports before, the same scientists that were saying lockdown, lockdown, mask, 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 vaccinate, mandates, there were scientists from Stanford and Harvard and Yale and and Oxford and, and Cambridge in England, yep. all these prestigious universities and think tanks and scientific blah, blah, blah that they keep quoting the science, follow the science. There were equal amounts that were shut down and canceled. They mm-hmm. were threatened. Their wives were threatened with uh, sexual violence, um, killing their kids, and yet... These people let this stuff continue. So I'm in Michigan, and Whitmer said two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Mm. Then it was another two, and then two more, and then she started going to 30 days. And it took forever to get this to court to step on her tail. She was using executive orders, and so were all these Democratic, um, which incidentally, the five highest States of death were Michigan and all the Dem-run states like New York and New Jersey. Pennsylvania, I think, was one. But there were five of them, and they were all Dem. Um, this is why I told you, Peakless, and I, I'm not saying you disagreed. You cleared that up at the end of our my call with you three last week. But we need to come together because there is no moderate or blue dog Democrats, not in government and not walking around town. They're really far left. They tell us, uh, Maya Angelou, and I'm not a particular follower of hers or a fave. She was never a fave of mine, mm-hmm. but she said, believe people when they tell you who they are. They said they weren't coming for gas stoves. They laughed at the right. Because they knew that what they were doing behind the scenes, they're banned in New York now. No new places can have gas stoves. And that crazy former governor of Michigan, Jennifer Granholm, now wants to come after ceiling fans and this and that. And and tell me, let's just go with Grisham for a moment. How is putting a, a ban on carrying concealed or open in 30 days? 
the reason she did this where there were, I believe I read an article, five children were killed in road rage. You don't think road rage is going to continue and now they're going to be madder because their guns have been taken away? And so just for argument's sake, how is this going to stop? 30 days. Okay, road rage is all gone in 30 days. This is so uncommonsensical. This is about control. We said for years, they're coming for your guns. Yep. The conservatives said. Then the Republicans, they were afraid to say it because they're a bunch of wussies. Then the Republicans jumped on board. Now it sounds like the libertarians are getting it. People need to see what they're doing. This woman, you keep calling her uh, a tyrant. Stop complimenting her, Captain, because she, I read stuff about her. This woman's a witch. She's no different than the three witches that are running this state, the AG. And that is the not Secretary fair to witches. State. Yeah, I know some I'm, witches I'm who are sorry. pretty cool people. I, but... I, I'm sorry. I know. I apologize <laughs> no, to all, all right. witches. Okay, well, Peakless gave me permission that we're allowed to use the B word on the radio. I just hate to say that because I don't want to lose any credibility because when you start oh, yeah. to name call, you do that. Well, but there's anyway, no name foul so enough for this people, woman. This is not conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> you got to listen to what these people are saying. The charge that painted the broadest picture of Ian potentially being a criminal uh, was dropped. The judge overturned it, right? This is the one where the undercover police officer tried to pigeonhole Ian into making a statement that was untrue. Ian did not make the statement that was untrue. And in fact, he said exactly what he should have said in that situation. And the undercover agent went ahead and visited one of his ATMs anyway, and they tried to spin that as Ian had knowledge, previous knowledge, of what this guy was going to do. When, in fact, he told them, no, you can't do that. And that's the end. And so they overturned it. So that was the largest thing that they had against him. That was what their the basis of their entire argument to the jury was. That was their biggest uh, you know, bomb that they could drop, if you will. And that's the one that got overturned. So... Yes, sentencing is happening Monday. Uh, we could use a show of freedom-minded people here in New Hampshire to let these tyrants know that we are here and that we do not support what the system is doing to Ian Freeman, one of the most peaceful people I've ever met in my life. He's he's just shy of uh, a non or a, a non-violent person, right? Uh, just the non-aggression principle means he does believe in self-defense, right? But the likelihood of him exercising that, you know, puts him on on a level of I don't even know. But he's one of the most peaceful people that I have ever met, uh, and in fact, I can't think of an instance where he has ever violated consent. Yeah. And in fact, like even that, like, okay, I get how illegal that is, but from a moral standpoint, I have no problem with it. I mean, right. like literally the worst part of that is you have secondarily benefited from someone's poor decision. Like someone somewhere decided to do some heroin. That's a bad decision. Yep. We, we, Generally in society, we think that's a bad idea. Now, it's kind of not our place to judge someone else's particular situation, body, and uh, medical uh, choices, but right. setting that aside, someone made a bad decision. 
And then this guy helped them make that bad decision. Right. And then you uh, helped the guy that helped the guy that made a bad decision. That's that's the worst thing that you've done. And this whole thing has been, oh, well, when it is convenient for us, we will call this money. And when it is inconvenient for us, this is not money. And however we can spin this to make it bad for you and good for us as the government, that is how we will decide when and where this counts as a money or a payment or whatever yeah. arbitrary nonsense we decide. Yeah, you know, um, th- thinking about what Dana said where, you know, her claim was that they want to distract us from, you know, uncovering what's really going on. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it now, and I'm thinking, you know, we already know that the FTX debacle, uh, that is the, uh, that's a cryptocurrency exchange that went under, Sam Bankman freed, or as I like to call him, fraud, uh, you know, was taken into custody, et cetera, and so on. There's a bunch of stuff written about it. It turns out that he was donating via cryptocurrency to both the Republicans and the Democrats, large sums of money. And the suspicion currently, based on the available evidence, was that he was helping politicians facilitate money laundering. Hmm. So so here we have uh, an individual being accused of a thing that it looks like government itself was doing. Uh, I believe this is David Ridley from the Ridley Report. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, with regard to the New Mexico gun ban thing, uh, I mean, that's the kind of problem that the Free State Project is is perfectly designed to actually help with, uh, because obviously people can move here. But uh, the other thing, people have forgotten, there, there are various little techniques that we used against the government over the years, uh, you know, that, that, that were pretty successful at the time and that we never really followed up on. Like we would do something and wow, that really worked well. And then we'd wonder, oh, wait, no, there's this other thing that's even better. And we would wander off. So one of the things that worked really well in the 2003 era was this thing we called shadow advertising. Hmm. What's that? So we would, uh, James Maynard did this, a keen guy um, from the Libertarian Party. He would buy ad, he would like, he would wait until there was some egregious abuse in South Carolina or, uh, Oregon or something like that. And he would buy an ad in the local paper mm-hmm. saying, Hey, your government is terrible. Uh, move, move to join the free state project and move to New Hampshire where that kind of thing doesn't happen. Right. Um, and, uh, so like the one he did was in South Carolina, uh, I guess there, there was some raid, you know, where government goons, uh, terrorized a bunch of kids in a school. Okay. Uh, so he did a shadow ad there you know, showing the pictures uh, you know, of what the government had done and saying this, you know, this is something we need to band together to, to, to push against. It's less likely to happen in, in New Hampshire. Come, come move, come move here, basically. Yep. Join the Free State Project. So uh, that's something, but, but hardly anyone did that after that. It was real successful because not only, obviously the ad, ads were seen by people, but what happened was since he was, since he was making ads in relation to a big piece of news. Yeah. Um, the the mainstream press picked up on that and gave him a bunch of free publicity by uh. covering his ad, right? So this is something, this would, be, this would be 10 times as powerful as James Maynard's thing in South Carolina. Um, if someone could just get an ad into one of those, uh, you know, Albuquerque papers or something like that. Uh, and Good idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like to have 
money. So that's not <laughs> really something I think I can do. But what I can uh, do, come on, it's twenty twenty three. No one has money. I might be able to assist or something like that, but the best I can do right now is just to throw the idea out there. That's the really constructive thing we can do. Because, again, the, the way you push freedom forward in your state, it's not by doing it in your state. It's by doing it in New Hampshire and setting an example. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree any more than that. And that's exactly the, the point of being here is that I know that if they tried to pull this nonsense here, there would be a massive peaceful demonstration saying no we will show you we will show you a whole lot of people being very peaceful and very well armed very obviously well armed and peaceful people i mean heck even the protests and things that i've been to here in new hampshire featured peaceful yet heavily armed people now for new mexico i don't know i pray i hope yeah, I I don't know enough. Like um, I ask when when I when I got stuck in New Mexico, it was priority number one to GTFO. Let's get the uh, the Frank out. <laughs> but you know the word Frank isn't in there um, because like I was trapped. And it turns out New Mexico, you know, their state motto is the land of enchantment, and the uh, the locals, of course, are like, no, it's the land of entrapment. Yeah. There's far more people in our prisons that are not from New Mexico than are. And I was blown away by that. I'm like, and it's because they literally outsource. Like other states, when they have long term prisoners, will be like, they'll call up New Mexico prisons and be like, hey, you got any room or can you build another? And they'll be like, sure. And so, you know, they get sent there. Not to mention, we got um, lots of desert to build new prisons out here. Not to mention at the time, this is probably early 90s, you know, 91, 92, maybe. Or before that, um, there were some statistics that showed that uh, more people who got, like, pulled over or stopped by police in New Mexico ended up in New Mexico prisons than people from New Mexico. So there was a bias towards people from out-of-state, out-of-state plates, out-of-state ID and all that kind of stuff. They would get arrested at a a larger clip Mm. than local you know, people with a New Mexico license or New Mexico plates, that kind of a thing. So the land of entrapment. Enforcing the governor's order could also put Albuquerque police in a difficult position with the Department of Justice regarding a police reform settlement, said police spokesman Gilbert Gallagos. All of those are unsettled questions, he said late Friday. Grisham referenced several recent shootings in Albuquerque in issuing the order. Among them was a suspected road rage shooting, uh, on Wednesday, outside a minor league baseball stadium that killed an 11-year-old, uh, Froyland Villas, and critically wounded a woman as their vehicle was peppered with bullets while it left the game. Last month, a 5-year-old was fatally shot while asleep in a motorhome. Four teens entered the mobile home and uh, stole two vehicles, or in two stolen vehicles, and opened fire on the trailer, according to police. The governor also cited an August shooting in Taos County with 13-year-old Amber Archuleta. A 14-year-old boy shot and killed the girl while they were at his home, authorities said. Quote, when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds, to take their kids to school, to leave a baseball game, when their very right to exist is threatened by the prospect of violence at every turn, something is very wrong, Grisham said in a statement. Yeah, Grisham, something is very wrong. They are threatened with violence at every turn by your organization. 
if they don't do your bidding, you're the one threatening them. Furthermore, by issuing this order under the disguise of a public health emergency, you have put a target on everyone's back. Because now you're telling them that, oh, wherever people go, they're not going to be armed. Do you think that's going to embolden some criminals or make them less likely to attack? Yeah. And this will continue for as long as people believe that all rights come from government. As long as that is so, government will change your rights. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening. But, yeah, I got a couple of things on this um, New Mexico thing, but first I want to tell you a thought I had about our own uh, state here. We're on our third crazy libtard female governor. That would be Michigan. They, they've absolutely run this state into the ground. I mean, as far as rights, economy, <laughs> pricing, every other thing you can think of. I heard that but, you can uh, still buy a house in the, you know, we'll call it the greater Detroit metropolitan area for pennies, but you're going to be taxed at whatever the government thinks is the retail market value of that house. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and you're going to have to put new siding and plumbing on it, too, because all the copper and aluminum has been long gone. Right, mm. But anyway, so um, I was—I just had a thought. And this may or may not have come to pass. Okay. But you know how all these governments want to comply with this Green New Deal business, right? So I'm thinking this came up in front of the House probably maybe seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure out a way to green up all the government buildings. And somebody suggested low-flow toilets. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And Hmm. And all of a sudden, one guy stands up in the back and says, we can't do that. Low-flow toilets can't consume all the crap produced in Lansing. <laughs> or at least produced by politicians, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my point. You had to kind of read between the lines. Yeah, so I... Anyway, up here, up here in Alpena County, about 10 years ago, we had a bumper sticker. You guys were talking about the incarceration rate out in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We used to have a bumper sticker. They must have only made up a couple batches of them because I didn't see them for very long, and I could never find one to purchase myself. But it says, Alpena vacation, leave on probation. <laughs> I was like, hmm? damn. Such a truism, it was scary, right? And, uh, yeah, so if you got an out-of-state plate and you got an overzealous police force, you better watch your P's and Q's. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And as far as this New Mexico thing, um, I can't believe, because this is right up Sarah's alley, this is caused by a road rage, where's our man-on-the-street interview? Well, I mean, she doesn't drive, so... I know she doesn't drive. She probably doesn't even pay attention to the meat, you know, any of the local breaking news, so to speak. So she might find out about this next week. (laughs) Yeah, she'll call in like three weeks from now. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, Sarah, we heard. Let's go to Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, uh, I was smoking a bowl, and just when the peak of my buzz was coming on, I, I hear you talking about these these uh, teenagers uh, shooting up a, a trailer and a f- five year old, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that that was pretty depressing. Uh, anyway, uh, so I thought I'd call in and tell you I got a new dog. A new, a new puppy. What kind? Yeah, uh, well, I thought she was a mutt, and it turns out she, I think she's a 
a purebred on either a mountain cur or a Tennessee train uh, brindle, and she she's beautiful. But I didn't I didn't know she was such a high energy dog, or I probably <laughs> wouldn't have got her. I don't I don't have any regrets. <laughs> and she's awesome. <laughs> Uh, do you have, uh, you know, space for a dog, that kind of a thing? One of the concerns that, that I've had over my life is, you know, living in small apartments and that kind of a thing. Like, I, I feel like a dog uh, should have enough space to, like, run when they want to. And, uh, you know, so, like, I, I don't want to make a dog sort of go against their own nature. Now, maybe it's a small dog or something like that. I don't know. Or I don't know your living situation either. But uh, do, you, do, you, do you got enough, you know, space for the dog? Yeah, yeah, she's got a backyard uh, fenced in. Uh, we got to repair the fence some, but um, we, we we patched it up for now. And uh, well, the th- the thing about these dogs, I didn't know that they're actually so high energy. You could actually set them loose, like on on. Uh, sorry, I'm going out back. Sorry for the uh, door slamming. Um, you could actually set them loose on prey, you know, or or, or whatever, and they they could run all day long, and then. Nighttime, they'll just be so. Basically, you have to exercise them, mm-hmm. or they're going to tear everything up in the house. Uh, you, you, you can't leave them alone. Yeah, so, I had that problem. Wild. I had that problem with a, a German Shepherd puppy, uh, and so uh, I had to leave to go to work. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I had a sort of a basement living area, and there's one of those uh, those poles that sort of holds up the floor, the metal pole. And so I cleared everything from, you know, the, the radius, and I would just leave the dog uh, on the leash uh, while I went to work. Uh, and, you know, I was cage training her as well. Uh, somehow she got a hold of the area rug on the floor and was able to drag the area rug and the love seat <laughs> towards her. <laughs> and I got home from work one day, and it looked like a giant alligator had taken a bite out of the, the bottom of the love seat. And there was just white stuffing strewn everywhere. It looked like it snowed in the basement. And she was just standing there like, you know, if a dog could smile, right, wagging her tail, just looking at me like, look what I did. (laughs) And, like, I couldn't even be mad at her because it was so amazing what she had done. She had drugged. Daddy, daddy, I moved the couch. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you when it comes to that. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.